0: Igniters. What's up fam? Listen, I'm so grateful for y'all to be back on this week's episode of the pod. Listen, man, this week we're switching it up. I'm giving the keys over to a very special guest. And this guest is the, is a business owner the business owner of Plow and Grow, a digital consulting firm helping other business owners build their business. Not only is she the owner of this business, but she just happened to be my fiance, the love of my life, Miss Janae Brinkley, soon to be Miss Janae Kearney. So listen, man, let's get into the episode because I'm telling y'all, she finna rock it
1: igniters hey 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 this is Janae Brinkley the guest for the igniters podcast created by my wonderful fiance I love to call him the great Brian Kearney because I believe he is great and there's so much greatness in him and you are experiencing some of that greatness through this podcast (laughs) so I am so honored that he asked me to even um, take the keys to his vehicle for this episode to exhort you all, to encourage you all, and hopefully provide you all with some godly wisdom. And I just pray that you hear the Father's mind through this message. I pray that you hear the Father's heart. And I pray that this this um, challenges you to maturity um, in your spiritual journey as you are looking to launch and go into the places and the realms of influence that you believe the Lord's calling you to. Okay? So again, I'm Janae Brinkley. Um, entrepreneur, businesswoman, author, all that great stuff. I'll tell you a little bit about that later, but um, I'm here to go ahead and give you this message, partnering or partner with the prostitute. All right. So let's get right into it. All right. So this is going to come from Joshua chapter two, but I would encourage you that you do your due diligence as a responsible believer, um, Christian, um, student of the word to read on your own, not just Joshua chapter two, but to read on your own, um, Joshua chapter one through five, just for proper context and to situate you, uh, where we're going to go through today. Okay. All right. So, um, just as the, um, uh, apostles did in the new Testament example within scripture, um, every time they wrote a letter to someone, they always, of course, addressed it in the beginning to who they were writing to, because you want to make sure that the message you're sending. Um, it, it, it lands in the right it lands to the right audience um one one of the things that really can create like confusion is when people read something that wasn't addressed to them and so they they digest it differently it falls on different wrong parts of the heart or incorrect portions of the heart because it wasn't for you And so this message is specifically for you the igniter um this is for then if you consider yourself an influencer if you really believe that you were called as a as a child of God as a son as a daughter to go into um a realm of influence within this world this world system and you were called to advance the kingdom this is for you. Whether you're going to education, a te- a teacher, a principal, um, you know, whether you are going to government, politics, entertainment, industry, sports, m- uh, music, acting, whatever. Whether you feel like you know your entrepreneurship and ownership and um business in that sense. Whether you feel like you're you know social services, you know the medical field, science, whatever. <laughs> if you feel like you are a-, a sent one. If you feel like you know you were called to, um go into, um, places, established kingdom. Um, if you feel like you, you know, are prophetic in any sense, you know, you feel like you, um, can really express the heart and the mind of the Lord. And you feel like this is what God wants you to do in these areas. Um, you know, if, any any part of the five flow ministry, you feel like you're pastoral. You know, you feel like you're being called to these places to literally shepherd over um, people um, and care for essentially their souls. If you feel like you are um, evangelistic, and you know you're going to these places to um, not only just preach the gospel, because that's what we're all called to do in in, in our, our different ways that God has designed us, but if you really feel like you were called to, you know, um, really harvest souls and and get people saved and whatnot. Um, if, if you feel like, you know, you, you, you know, you're like, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm more of a you know, teacher kind of thing. Or I have a teacher's anointing. Right. And I feel like I'm called to these places to establish truth and to break um, um, the, the dysfunctions of ignorance whoever, whatever, wherever, whatever, this is for you. Okay. If you feel like you are a sent one. So I believe that you are cause you're on here. So that's, that's who this is for the believer who is being sent or um, is already in that place. And so how would this help you? I'm really, I really think that I was asked to be on here to give you some practical wisdom, godly wisdom, biblical wisdom, um, to help you advance. And just as simple as that, (laughs) um, to help you advance. I I really love seeing people mature and grow in the things of the Lord. Um, applying, um, wisdom, godly wisdom that, um, that, um, I have experienced and I have fruit from. So I, I try to come from a place where there has been good fruit, um, and evidence of what God has done for me and share that with you. Okay. Um, so if anything, this is godly wisdom to help you as you are entering and breaking into these different industries and whatnot, and you and, and you know that you're called to advance, um, advance the kingdom. And when I, when I say kingdom, um, what I mean is, um, you know, God's mind, God's heart um, should be expressed in these places, in these areas for heavenly living on earth, for godly living on earth, right? Abundant living, because that's the only way we're ever going to get abundant living. True prosperity is God's way. And he definitely wants that for us while we're living here on earth. We don't have to wait until we get to (laughs) heaven to experience um, heavenly living on earth. Okay. All right. So, Let's start with just some quick foundation principles before I kind of go into it. So it hopefully makes more sense for you why this is called partnering or partnering with the prostitute. Stay with me. It'll totally make sense later. All right. OK, so let's look into it. First of all, we're talking about advancing the kingdom. You have to know that there must be partnership. OK, um, within any type of apostolic um, commission mandate, we have plenty of biblical examples of. Um, God doing so within teamwork, within partnership. Um, you know, you'll be you'll you'll you're in deception if you ever believe that when God calls you someplace to do something that you're gonna go alone um, and that you don't need no one but God and the Spirit of the Spirit of the Lord. Um, now He is our main source, but He does places us in positions to partner. Um, if, if you look at anything God does, um, even when He created the foundations of the earth, um, He said, "Let us create man. Let let us create man." kind um Genesis was at chapter one twenty six twenty eight um and and what they're going to do oh I'm sorry that's chapter one um but, um and what he calls to do was in chapter twenty six twenty eight but anyway um it was teamwork it was the Godhead it was the spirit of God, and it was the word which was later manifested as Jesus um if you look at how God even um manifested the word to Jesus on through earth it was parting with Mary an earthly vessel um through her faith and I'll get to that a little bit later if you look at um when God um, wanted to and Brian did a great job of teaching this when he um, submerging a mountain or a sphere of influence, he had a partner with um, a, a earthly vessel he partnered with Noah and guess what Noah did Noah partnered with his family, his sons um, to build this ark, this mechanism, this channel in which um, in which God's power flow through there was partnership. If you look at the great commission of Jesus in the New Testament assigning the apostles to go out two by two partnership if you look at even um going back before they even became apostles when you know Jesus is teaching um and after you know there's there's need for um there is need for um um, me, natural, there's a natural need of hunger. And um, the, the Lord is able to feed multitudes through the disciples, through partnership and through faith. And so it always, all in all to say this is that God always in any apostolic move um, to advance the kingdom, God always partners and there's always partnership. So don't be deceived. That's the first thing. Do not be deceived that you think you can do this alone or by yourself. Okay. And now if we want to go deeper into that to lay some more foundation, we always have to look at how we partner. Um, Number one, it's impossible to partner with God if there's no faith. (laughs) That might sound obvious, but it's very true. Um, You'd be surprised at how many people who um, they, 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 they know they are called to certain places, but what hinders them, not only just entering, but even accepting the assignment first and foremost, First and foremost, it's because they don't believe. There's a lack of faith. And whenever there's a lack of faith, we can always see that there is a, the presence of fear, right? Um, and that comes through a lot of stuff. So there's always insecurities. There's always what if, what if. There needs to be some, um, there needs to be purity within the heart, Um to cleanse out the fear so that way full faith can be bred in the heart because we don't want double mindedness um the, 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 the mind double mindedness comes from impurity of the heart and so there's some type of fear there's some type of perversion there um where it causes you to feel like you're double dutching in and out of you know am i supposed to am I supposed to you know go back to school for this am I supposed to apply for this job to go in here i don't think I'm qualified this is all fear condemnation insecurity so you have to first partner with God by faith okay and we know that according to Romans ten 17 faith always come by hearing the word of the lord and so again when we see this fear being present when you can't fully part with the lord through your faith it comes from the fact that you're listening to the wrong thing the wrong person you're um you're not in the right environment okay and so therefore your faith is only grown by hearing the word of the lord now this is I'm going to take a pause to now honor, not only the written word of God, but also the spoken word of God. Okay. And when I talk about hearing, and I believe from this text, hearing, hearing by the word of the Lord, It is both written and it is both spoken, okay? And I want to take this time to just honor the prophetic and honor those who had the office of prophet um, to be able to not only just express the heart and the mind of God, but those um, who call to um, start and stop um, processes in people's life by the word of the Lord, the voice of God. Um, I believe that we all are prophetic if you believe in Holy Spirit and what he enables us to do. So therefore we literally have an internal message mechanism that gives us the advantage while we're here on earth. We have a, the comforting spirit that comforts us by letting us know, um, not just what's going to happen tomorrow and the future and the days to come, but also reminding us of what God did years ago, what Jesus Christ did years ago on the cross. And one thing about the prophetic spirit, cause it is a spirit as we see in the old Testament, even with Moses, one thing about the prophetic spirit is you have to honor it. Um, And you have to honor and have faith that this is where the Lord, this is God speaking to me. And I'm solidified in the prophetic because I understand I have the written word of God in scripture of evidence of his nature, of how he talks, of his character. And there, and therefore, because that evidence in scripture, I'm able to believe that what, what I just heard by faith. And as I get familiar with hearing his voice, I'm realizing he is speaking to me. And this evidence in scripture is to get me at a place of confidence to know that this is how God talks. This is how, this is how he talked to Moses. This is how he talked to the disciples. This is how he talked to, um, you know, all these different people. So now I get familiar with how the father talks to his, to his children, to his friends. Okay. And so therefore my faith now grows to believe that he has called me to this place, to believe that I am qualified through his grace and by the works, um, of 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 Jesus Christ on the cross long ago. So we always partner with God through faith. Okay. Um, through faith. And then The faith that we have in hearing the word of the Lord is, it enables us to now work. It enables us to do. And that's the beautiful thing. James 2 26, right? Um, you know, faith without works is dead. We hear that all the time. But we have to understand that this is the the model of this is this is the good news. This is the gospel. Okay. I I love I love the good news. I love the gospel. I love um, the the message of what Jesus Christ came to do for us, for us. Because the gospel and the good news is my faith in the goodness of God, my faith in Jesus Christ, who he is, what he's already done. Ign- nice to me now to do. Um, I, I I I do good because I believe. In Jesus, right? I um I am moved to obedience because I believe in Jesus, right? I um I decide to stop doing certain things because I believe in how good Jesus is. His love is what causes me um to move now, and the thing that I believe, and and therefore, when I believe in Him and I believe what He's done, I believe in that good name. Then, therefore, I am not enabled to want to do right. I'm not en- enabled to want to live, um, uh, continue to live and grow in holiness and righteousness, right? Because his love is that good. And anytime you, you, you find yourself wanting to do works to receive a love, then that's how you know it's perverted. And so I'm saying all this to hopefully get you at a good starting point to understand where we're about to go with partnering with the prostitute. Okay. Because at the end of the day, um, you know, the love of God is what enables people to essentially, um, um, Abide by God's word, and so what we have is what people do is they think that okay, I have to qualify myself for His favor. I have to do X, Y, and Z to receive A, B, C. Right? I ha- I have to, and I did that on purpose because it's backwards. No, A, B, C is God's already did this when we were filthy, when we were dirty, when we were yucky, whatever. When we didn't believe in Him. Right, he did this already for us. We don't have to re crucify Jesus all over again. He did this already, okay? Um, and therefore, because he did this, we're now in a journey of um being unveiled of his good works. And in this unveiling, we get that um that energy, that revelation. He is so good. Why wouldn't I? Why? Why he is so good? Um, his grace is sufficient for me. In my in my weakness, so therefore I know that I I'm, I'm not the greatest, or I'm not this, but I can do it because of him. And therefore I have the courage now to go. And therefore I have the courage now to do because I know who he is. I'm not so focused on what I lack and what I'm not. I know how good he is. Therefore I can do. I know that I uh, I'm forgiven. I know that he gives me grace and enable to. Uh, he gives me grace and it enables me to be stable in his word, and therefore, I have the courage now to do without fear of failing, without fear of, of lacking of anything, because he covers me in that, and if I do fall, if I do stumble, if, if a mistake does happen, I know his grace is sufficient for me, and I know that there's mercy given unto me, so I don't have to stall myself and stop my progress from advancing the kingdom, from continuing to just grow and healing in his love, because I know that I'm forgiven, and I know that as I continue to love by his love, I'll repent and stop. And doing the things that displeases him because he's that good, and so I want to just make sure the foundations of the good news is set so we can receive this, and therefore we can learn how to treat others um, the way God desires us to okay all right, so um, that's just one thing I want just, I want just just to establish okay so um, we have to understand where there is not partnership, there is a void of kingdom. Okay. Whenever you know you see this isolation, there is um pride in doing things by yourself. You know, whatever. There's there's a void of of kingdom mentality. There's a problem there. Okay. Um. There's there's no grace there. There's is lacking of grace. A tr- true kingdom movement, advancement movement, is always is partnership. Um. And what you're going to also see is that it's always partnership of differences. Differences again, the examples I said before, but there's always differences. God gets glory through differences. I repeat that again God gets glory through differences, okay? Um, and we have to grow an appreciation of being different. Uh, I don't know what it is about Christians always wanting to partner with people who are just like them, um, but in that case. It, 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 there's, no, there's no covering of all different angles because if you're getting people just like you, you have to realize you also lack things too. And so who's there to cover your weaknesses? Who's there to, to you know, you're not all full of strengths, you have weaknesses too. It's always smart to partner with people who can cover your weaknesses. You know, um, I'm a businesswoman. I rarely ever get people who are just like me to work with me. It doesn't make any sense. If I already know I do this well, then why do I need someone to do it well just like me? No, I do that well. I own that responsibility. I just need you to do what I don't do well. So therefore, we're moving forward to completeness. Com- completeness. Okay. All right. So there's always going to be differences, even when God sent the apostles out. Um, there were differences of anointing, of mandates, of uh, of callings, and whatnot. Okay. Um, so we know that, um, for kingdom advancement, we know that for influence, influence, influencing, um, (laughs) different, um, realms of influence in this world, we need partnership. We know that we also understand that there has to be, um, part, um, there has to be partnership. Okay. I just said that. Sorry. (laughs) But we know there has to be partnership. Oh, we also know that we have to move through faith. We also know that there cannot be partnership, um, partnering with God if we don't have faith. We know faith comes by hearing by the word of God. We also know um, that um, in our faith being built up, we now can do. Let me also put this here before I actually get into partnering with a prostitute is that The reason most people procrastinate, the reason most people stall is because of a lack of faith. And I'm going to go back to that because there's no way that if I am fully confident and I believe the best will happen, I'm not going to do. Most people are stalling on building their businesses, on launching whatever they feel like God's called them to do, writing their book, Um, again, going into a certain place, applying for a school, whatever it is. Most people are in procrastination because they don't really believe that this will be successful. So God told them, "Hey, you need to do this. Hey, this is this. This is for you. This is what I have for you. This is what I believe you can do. That's why I'm telling it and sharing it with you." And so what happens is um, there is multiple voices going on. There's your own soul weaknesses speaking out. There's people you're hearing from, you know, family members, whatever it is, um, placing seeds of doubt. And did God really say that? Um, you sure He said to you? Um, you talking to yourself, saying, "Well, you know, you know, you just did this last week. You know that, uh, you know, you don't really know all the things." about the but you know that you're not really the best person to do, you know? And what happens is that now produces more fear. And so therefore you stall on doing what you're called to do. You stall. You make up excuses. Oh, it's too much work. I don't have the money. I don't have this. I'm on the time. right? And therefore you can't do. So now you're procrastinating. Because there's this double mind that's going. On. I want to hit that point again because I don't know I don't know who this is for, but I really feel like this is going to bless somebody because that's the secret to procrastination. Um for uh, I used this example with my friend. I was talking to him, and this is what I said. I said, if I believe that I'm hungry, I'm going to go make myself a sandwich and go get something to eat. I'm not going to think twice about it because I fully believe that I need food to suffice this hunger. So I'm going to do what I need to do to eat. But if I don't really believe that I'm hungry, you know, I'll be getting them weird moments where it's like, am I hungry or am I just, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to make any food because I don't fully believe that I'm hungry. I just think I'm being greedy or whatever. I just want a snack or whatever it is. I just see a commercial that has a really good food, you know, whatever on it. And so therefore, I'm not fully convinced that I'm hungry. So therefore, I'm not going to do anything to suffice this hunger. And so, you know, when you are are, uh, fully convinced because faith has been grown so much inside of you, and therefore now that is what enables you to do. I know when someone really believes, I consult people within my business, um, Plow and Grow, right? And I know when I'm consulting someone, I'm talking to them if they fully believe in themselves because I don't have to follow up with them about action tasks. I know when people are struggling with believing in their own idea because we follow up in meetings and they don't do the last thing we talked about for them to do. I know. And so therefore, I spend, most time in, I, spend a lot, I spend most time in consulting, encouraging people in faith than I do even giving them strategy. Okay. So I just want to just make sure that that is really beaten into your heart <laughs> about how important faith is in this journey of being an influencer. And it comes by hearing the word of the Lord. We will honor the prophetic on this platform. And we're going to honor the voice of the Lord because he still speaks. He's still alive. Okay. Um, He is a living God. And he always has something to say. Okay. He always has something to say. All right. Okay. So now moving forward, let's talk about. Partnering with the prostitute. Now, here is where the problem comes in. Cause maybe you're like, okay, well, Janae, I understand that I have to partner. I understand. I want to advance the king. That's not the issue. That's not the issue. Great. You got that. You understand that. You're full of faith. Awesome. You know, um, <laughs> um, you know, you are, you, you know, you're a doer. Awesome. Okay. So now let's talk about the real problem. Maybe the issue is, and where I want to challenge you with, challenge you in is who you are looking to partner with. Who you are looking to partner with? I think that's the main issue because a lot of us are encouraged about partnership and we want to partner. The problem is we could possibly be looking for the wrong partner. Looking for the wrong person to partner with. What does this mean? You are an influencer. You're going into a secular realm, a secular industry. That either is dominated by certain idols, they're dominated by certain principalities, certain ideals or ordeals that are not rooted in kingdom, that are not rooted in God, that are not rooted in the mandates of the Lord and what He and for full prosperity, for full goodness. So you're going into places that have that have essentially more influence of wickedness than good. Okay, Um, this is not to say that, you know, um, goodness is not there in these places. No, what it's saying is there's more influence of evil than of good. And so therefore, you're the one God said, no, it's time for you to go. But you need a partner. Okay. So you're going to essentially a secular, a secular industry, um, um, in that sense. And you're looking to or God's calling to advance the kingdom. So who should you partner with? Now, let's just before I even get into the scripture breakdown, let's just talk about something. Let's just, let's just, before I even get, let's just speak practical for a second. Okay. I'm gonna just speak real practical. So hopefully this this, this makes sense. Okay. Really practical. All right. Um, if I let's say, um, Let's say I am looking to make a dish for my fiance. I'm looking to cook, okay? And I know that my fiance, um, he loves steak. Okay. And let's say I do not do well at cook I'm not I'm not a good cook. I don't know how to cook anything. Now I really do in real life. But anyway, just for this example, let's say I don't know how, don't know how to cook. I do not know how to cook anything, prepare any meals well. Okay. And I'm looking to really um serve, uh, my fiance and cooking him a good meal of steak. Who do you think I am going to go to, uh, go to advice for, to get help with and partner with to cook this meal? Am I going to go to a doctor? If the doctor has skills in cooking, I might, am I going to seek out my friend? Just my friend know how to cook, and or am I going to go to maybe a chef, or go on a, an app, you know that teaches me, you know, me. who am I going to go to? You're going to go to someone who has knowledge, information that can benefit you, to help you do what you're trying to do. Okay. Now here's the thing: if I need encouragement or whatever, I'm probably going to go to a close friend to encourage me to say, "Hey, you can do this," you know. But the encouragement can only go but so far because encouragement and knowledge are two different things. Okay, and. Might I, might I add that a lot of us are partnering with people to encourage us, but not partnering with people who have the skills and the knowledge. Okay, and I'm talking to Christians specifically. You know, you you know, you're looking to partner with people um, who essentially are are like you. They like they're like they're like you. They understand you, um, but they don't really have the skills and the knowledge to help you get where you're trying to go <laughs> and do what you're trying to do. And so what ends up happening is that we're biased in who we want to partner with. And for Christians, what I like to say is this, we are very scared to make partnership with people who are of the world because they're not Christian. We're so offended and we don't want to partner because you know why? It's been beaten to our head by the spirit of religion and people who have misinterpreted scripture and people who have false theology of doctrines that guess what you only partner with Christians and we've taken stuff like being unequally yoked and we've taken that to its wrong context and we've taken that um and 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 <laughs> we've taken that and try to apply it for everything and so we have this now message or we have this doctrine or we have this ideal that's been preached in the pulpit that you only work with Christians don't mix light and dark. Don't, you know. And so what happens is you have Christians who are entrepreneurs. You have Christians who are um, in these different fields. And their only partner with Christians who believe just like them. Who want them to succeed. Who want them to do well. Have the same ideas, but guess what? They have They lack the skill. And so here we have two Christians who have been mandated to influence certain realms, but they have no idea what they're doing no idea what they're doing. They have no idea how these systems work in the world because they've been preached at, they've been told, they've been taught, only stay with your kind. And they've mishandled revelation and scripture. And so when we look biblically, specifically in Joshua chapter two, the limiting of the advancement or, or where you're trying to go is because you got the, you're parting with the wrong person. You're parting with the wrong person. <laughs> I get it. They're anointed. They, you know, you know, they love the Lord. I get it. But they're not the best person to run a business with. I'm sorry. They're not the best person to do this, you know, graphic design with. And here you are passing up on a good candidate just because they don't believe what you believe. But they have the insight, the skills, and the knowledge to help you break into this area of influence. But you're so offended because they're not like you. So let's look at now. Let's let's go into Joshua chapter two. Okay, again, I advise you in your own responsibility and your own due diligence as a responsible um, as a responsible Christian and a responsible steward of God's word. Read it for yourself. Joshua one chapter five, but Josh, Joshua chapter two. So this is what this is what's going on right now. Okay, um, we have Moses is di- Moses has died, and um, we have this generation of. We have this generation of Israel under a new leadership in Joshua. Joshua was Moses' assistant for years. He's seen everything. He's been with him in different um, experiences with the Lord. And now it's his turn to lead He was once a spy as well, so he was actually um, with Caleb and back in Numbers, and he actually went into uh, the Promised Land to scope out. and He was the one who actually him and Caleb were actually the ones who gave the good report of the land when all else were doubting and all else were fearful. Okay, so uh, Joshua, we can say he's a qualified leader. It's his turn now. Okay, and he's leading a new generation of Israelites, a new generation of Israelites. Okay, and now it's time for the crossover. So in Joshua chapter one, um, God is affirming him in this mandate to infiltrate this 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 sphere of the promised land, and He's telling Joshua, He's affirming him. Listen, whatever I told Moses, I'm telling you. Okay, you keep the word. Um, keep keep the mandates and the of, of of my law, and um. Keep the mandates of my law. And whatever I promise Moses, I'm promising you because that is the beautiful thing about sonship. There's always an inheritance. Okay. There's an inheritance, which is why you should never honor, dishonor those who came before you. That's another story. But anyway, um, he's saying, he's saying essentially, I'm affirming you in this. I will give you victory. Okay. I will get so he's getting the word of the Lord, which now breeds faith. And in this, in the end of Joshua chapter one, everybody is so full of faith, they're ready to do. There's our point again. They're ready to do now. Okay, so in Joshua chapter one, we see towards the end. I think I'm going to give you um, right around verse 16. They're saying whatever you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go just as we fully obey Moses. So we so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey it, whatever you may command them, we will put to death. Only be strong and courageous. They are literally full of faith. And now they are ready to go. They're ready to go to war. They're, listen, they're like, they're down for whatever because faith has been fully bred. Because what? They heard the word of the Lord. Might I suggest now, going back to my same point, and I'm going to continue to repeat it. Might I suggest you are not ready to do because you have not gotten a pure word from the Lord. there's no way that God that, there's no way that you can hear the word from the Lord and not be not be energized, not be um, you, you know not have um, some type of revelation and insight because revelation and insight energizes you, especially when it comes from God. okay <laughs> And so there's no way, there's no way. There is no way. And I don't understand why people shy away from the prophetic um, and shy away from um, that ministry and shy away from hearing the voice of the Lord, thinking that God, all he has to say is what is written in the Bible. That doesn't make any type of sense. Because if you look in the Bible, first of all, the people that were reading about in the Bible didn't even have the Bible. Okay. Okay. So that, so I, I'm sorry, I'm going to take this. Let me go into the apologetics mode real quick. I, Cause I just, I just don't understand people who worship the Bible, but don't want to have reverence and um and respect for the spoken word of the Lord. I don't understand that because even the people that were reading about, they didn't have the Bible, it wasn't even put together yet. All they had was the spoken word of the Lord. That's all they had. And you cannot tell me that that's all God had to say was in the Bible. You can't tell me that that's it. Every word that proceeds, there's an S, proceeds out the mouth of the Lord. That means God's still talking. He's not dead. If you really think that God is done talking and all of what he has to say is in the Bible, then I, I would assume that you think he's dead. You really think he's dead. <laughs> Therefore, you don't serve a living God. You serve an idol. Um, but that's another story because there's there's no way. There's no way. So anyway, um, they're ready to go because they have a word from the Lord. They're encouraged. And let me just say this, too. Um, God can speak to you. He can speak to you, but you have to make yourself open. He can speak to you um, just by you in worship. He can speak to you, um, obviously, through those who are prophetic and, and, and whatnot and, and prophets and all that. But he can even speak to you while you're reading, re- reading his written word and reading scripture. But be, please have your heart open and tender and respect respect um, the prophetic spirit and respect that, that respect and have honor. You can't receive from something you dishonor. Which is why this is why you probably, you know, are full of fear and you're calling it religion and you're calling it what? No, you're full of fear and condemnation because you haven't heard the word of the Lord. Anyway, let me move forward so I can wrap this up. Okay, so anyway, they're ready to go. So this is what Joshua does and good strategy because he knows the fruit of this good strategy um, because he once did it. So he has a good fruit from it. So therefore he can advise other people to do it. So. He sends out two spies, two by two again, just as he was sent out by Moses with him and Caleb back in Numbers. He says in um, uh, Joshua chapter two, verse one, go look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. And so they went and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. They stayed there. Okay. now. Partner with a prostitute. Let me go ahead and solidify something real quick. Who is the prostitute? When I say partner with a prostitute, here's my disclaimer because I don't know who's listening. And some people like to take stuff and run and hear what they want to hear. Okay, so prostitute by definition that we're going to use for this podcast is this person is going to be categorized as anyone who devotes their gifts or their skills or talents to corrupt or unworthy purposes. Okay, so this is not just a sex worker for this podcast and for this context to help you. We are defining a prostitute as anyone who pretty much is not under the same devotion for their gifts and skills and talents as maybe you are. So they're essentially unsanctified. They maybe don't serve the same God as you, because if they did serve the same God as you, then guess what? Their um, skills, gifts and talents will be devoted to our God. Or maybe they just they they just you know it just it's just some type of perversion there. But that's what we're going to define as the pro, the prostitute. And so what I'm encouraging you and giving you wisdom in, biblical wisdom because we're going to read about it is that you need to partner with a quote unquote prostitute. Again, I'm not saying this in no way demean anybody or calling anyone. Just hear what, hear what I'm saying, okay? Someone who maybe doesn't understand um, who their gifts or talents should be devoted to. And these are the people who are already in the place you're trying to break into for influence of the kingdom that know more than you do. Rahab was, um, she was a prostitute, but Rahab, she's in Jericho. She knows the culture. She knows the people. She knows how they move, how they maneuver. She has her ears to the streets. (laughs) She knows what's going on. She knows more than these spies. They, yes, they have the word of the Lord. They're encouraged. But now they need practical information and knowledge to help them succeed. They already got the victory. This is how you also partner with the prophetic. You have to do your due diligence after what God has said. So God gives you a word of the Lord. Awesome. Great. Now, how are you going to now work, work? Because you got the faith, right? How are you going to now do to partner with God? You have to position yourself to receive knowledge and information to now go forth in the thing that the Lord already promised you, God promised them this land. in, in um, Joshua chapter one, Joshua their leader instructs them into a position where now they can receive insight. They were spies, and they partnered with a prostitute named Rahab. Rahab was a bad woman. <laughs> I'm saying I'm not being facetious. I'm saying she's a bad woman. Okay, yes, she was living in a lifestyle. And here's the thing about when you when you when you meet people who are not like you, who are not devoted to your God. You don't know what they've been through. We don't know Rahab's story. But what I do know is that she was a sweet person. You know how I can tell this? Because in text, in text, first of all, she covers these men. After the king sent a message to her, she has to be some type of woman of influence where she's not afraid to rebel against her king in Jericho to help these people out. Y'all, yeah, in verse number two, it says, I'm sorry, in verse number three of chapter two, it says, the king of Jericho sent this message to Rahab. Bring out the men. She has that much boldness to be like, no. She has more recollection of who God is because <laughs> she says it. She says, you know, I know what the Lord has done for you. She says on um, verse eight, um, she says, um, in ver- I'm sorry, verse number 10, we have heard how the Lord dropped the water of the Red Sea for you when he came out of Egypt and what you and what you did to Sihon and Og, the two kings of the Amorites east of Jordan whom you completely destroyed. When we heard of it, our hearts melted in fear and everyone's courage failed because of you for the Lord, your God is God in heaven above and on earth below. She has more of a relation of who God is than some Christians do. But yet her skills, her gifts, her talents are devoted to another God. She's in prostitution. And this is why you, you you meet people from different walks of life than you. You cannot judge them. This might be the only way she knows how to survive in Jericho. Clearly, she's thriving. Clearly, she's a thriving woman. If the king knows who she is, and we don't know how the king knows who she is. We have no no. But he knows how to he know how to get in contact with her. She must be some type of some type of woman where she is able to thrive in this culture. Where this is okay. She doesn't know any other way. She's doing what she can to survive, and she's thriving. Not, full, not fully thriving because we know it's not sanctification. But that's why there's an infiltration of the Israelites to this place. Now here's the culture of war and I'm going to wrap it up. Here's the culture of war and what happens because in the culture of war, when one nation infiltrates another nation, they don't take, they, they don't take any prisoners. One thing God always um, instructed in the Old Testament, and it was for a reason, is when you come into a new land, you're taking out everything. Don't leave no one behind. Kill everything. Uh uh, because we have to clean the culture. It's like when you come into a, you know, you get a position of influence, you're sitting at the table and you're like, you know what? Clean the table. No, that's it. We're not doing, this is how y'all used to do it, but we have new influence in town. This is how we're going to, this is the new policy. This is a new procedure. This is how we're treating people now in customer service. We're not doing it the old way. We're doing it this way. And so the culture back then was you clean house. And so Rahab, the prostitute, she has insight that they need. She has something that they need, and so she tells them, "Guess what? Let's make a contract. Let's work together. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. I will." I, she gives them a strategy. She says, "Hey, you know what? Um, um, lay here for three for three days. Wait out here so you can get back safely. I got you. I'll cover you. Okay. I'll cover you. Okay." And in return of me covering you, all you have to do, is just please be kind to me. She says in verse 12, please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to me, my family, because I have shown kindness to you. Give me a sure sign that you will spare our lives because she knows the culture of war. where the new king comes in and she's smart to recognize, you know what? This God, because I've seen his integrity, I've seen his character. And here's wisdom for you. What's going to advance you? In these in these realms of influence, is going to be your character. Yes, you have your gifts, your skills, your talents. Yeah, you're talented and whatnot. You're gifted. Yeah, you're anointed. But you know what? What's what's being anointed by God if you have poor character that does not represent God? What's being anointed by God if you are the evil, meanest, nastiest, deceiving person there is? What's the point? I don't even want to work with you, Christian or not. I don't care. You're nasty. You're deceiving. You're selfish. You're in this for yourself. You're dishonest. You're greedy. No, <laughs> but Rahab understood the character of God by all that he's done for them. So from her, a person, a person who is not devoted to the Lord, she says, hold up. He really, he really covers those that he cares about. This man did all this for his children. That's a bad God. Oh, he is a God of heaven and earth. Oh, he's no joke. Let me be smart and partner with them. Because they are going to overtake my, my city. So let me make a deal with them. And all I want in return is to be show kindness to. You will be surprised how many, you know, how many people in the world, all they're looking for, for Christians is to act like Christ. Go figure. Wow. What, 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 do you do? what a revelation. This is why we're called hypocrites. Because we're Christian and we do not resemble Christ. We're, con- we're condemning. We're full of fear. We're we're cowards. We don't speak truth. We're biased. May I go on? We're arrogant. We're proud. We're not humble. We don't have the same mind that Christ had to abase himself and serve others beneath us. I think we're a joke. And quite frankly, I don't blame him. Because I think we're a joke sometimes. But I digress. (laughs) Anyway anyway we don't give hope we don't we don't we don't we we talk about we love the god we don't even give the good news we talk more about the devil than we talk about god's goodness anyway moving forward moving forward character the character of the lord and i believe the character of the lord i'm telling you that's what's going to highlight you and 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 um people wanting to partner with you the character of god being shown let god um let god put his character in you by you responding to situations well By allowing the Holy Spirit to correct you and enable you in certain situations, you can build godly character. Therefore, you can persevere in these places, in these realms of influence that are wicked. And the people there are the ones suffering. That's the thing. The people in these places are the ones suffering. You look at Rahab. She's all I want you to do is be kind. Just be kind. What if I were to tell you people in this world are really just looking for the heart of God? It's not that hard, you all. They're looking for the generosity of the Lord. We're wanting to save people, which is all great, before we're able to be kind to them. How backwards is that? How backwards is that? You know why it's backwards? Because we don't understand the good news. We want people to do for us before they can receive. That's not even the gospel that we're supposed to believe in. What do we just talk about? Faith to do. <laughs> it's, it's crazy out here. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. All she wanted, just be kind to of my family. And these spies say, okay, we'll do it. We'll do it. We agree. We got, we got you. But follow our instructions because if you go outside of that, you're going to die. <laughs> he says that. Um, verse number 19, 20. He says, hey, if you, if you, we can't save you if you do your own thing. If you follow us, the people of God, God's chosen people, If you follow us. If you follow us, you're covered. If you follow us, you're safe. We got you. They partnered with the prostitute. They humbled themselves to realize, you know what? We need your help too. Yes, we have the word of the Lord. Yes, we have King Jesus. Yes, we, we know that. But we need your help. You have insight and knowledge that we don't have. We don't know this place. We don't know this culture. We don't know what they're saying. But you do, Rahab. They partnered with a prostitute. She had more sense. (laughs) <laughs> I'm telling you she had more sense than the people there yes yeah, she's not doing something she's doing something that's not pleasing the lord yes yeah, she's she's not devoting um her body to the lord but she has a she's a she's wise she has wisdom and all she wants to be shown kindness that's it they partner with the prostitute so here's 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 what I want to um admonish you and encourage you with is this okay first of all humble yourselves humble yourselves you are devoted to the all-knowing God, the all-sovereign God, the omnipotent God, the omniscient God, but you're not all-knowing. So don't think you know everything. Okay. And God has placed people and the and, and knowledge in ungodly people to see if you're gonna humble yourself. Because one thing about Christians, they think they they think they know everything. They think they don't need help. And that's why their business are struggling. That's why their ministries are struggling. That's why when they get into these realms of influence, if they get that far, they, they not only make a fools themselves, but they also do things that does not represent God well because they're arrogant and they're full of pride. Partner with the prostitute because in your humility and in your kindness, they're going to experience the character of God. That is so. That is so. You can take this and do what you want with it, but I'm telling you, I have been blessed and fruit in my life. I've partnered with people from my business and learned skills from them. They did not go to church every day. They cuss. They didn't live a whole... But guess what? They had a skill and knowledge that I didn't. And I wasn't offended by that. And the last thing I'll say is this. This is not a strategy to get ahead. This is godly wisdom. Because I'm telling you right now, the warning is if you partner with people just for the sake of getting ahead... God cannot honor that. And he will not honor that because you're using people. And that happens in the body of Christ a lot. You know, we use the people for their skills and gifts to get ahead. We don't care about that person. You just use the people for what they can get you so you can get ahead. This ain't about advancing the kingdom at that point. It's about advancing your name and your agenda and what you want to do. Stop using people to get what you want and trying to stamp God's name on it. That's filthy. And it's a disgrace. This was a contractual agreement for the well-being of this person. And now they have a. Ch- Rahab has a chance to live, to a- continue to experience the goodness of the Lord within this new regime coming in, of advancing the kingdom. She now has a chance to be taken care of by the Lord, and not in her own means of for her own for using her own body for this stuff. She might not know no other way, but now Rahab is getting a chance to experience kingdom living. So I want to just declare this thing, and I want to just pray us out and say, Lord, thank you for this, thank you for this message, thank you for your word, thank you for how good you are, thank you for your mercy and your kindness that's given to us every single day. Thank you for allowing us the ability to be able to discern to see it and to be able to see where you've placed your secrets, Father God, that we can uh, um, drink from and we can partake in them for your glory, for your benefit. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we do this for you because you're a good God, you're a good father who desires for us to succeed, who desires for us to be whole, who desires for us to experience kingdom living while we're here, Lord. Let us not stand in our own way of our own fears. Let us not stand in our own ways of dishonor and judgment. Let us not stand in our own ways, Father God. Let us be replenished by your word. Let us be replenished by your heart and your mind. Let us be humbled, Father God, so therefore we can do greater things. You called and told us in John, Father God, that we will do what you did on earth, Jesus, but greater. And it is so, and it will be possible, Lord. We will will partner with you in unity of mind through a humble spirit to receive all the wisdom for us to move forward and advance your kingdom, for your glory, for the benefits of all humanity, Father God. Give us patience to deal with people. Give us patience in our process, Lord. And give us discernment to recognize the Rahab and recognize those who need to be shown the grace and the kindness of the Lord as we infiltrate these places for the advancement of the kingdom we bless you we honor you you're a good father and our future is solidified and secured according to Ephesians 2:10, that you have already um, established these things and that we may walk into them freely and inherit that which is afforded to us through sonship in Jesus name we love you we honor you amen all right you all I am Janae Brinkley thank you so much Igniters um if you want to know more about my business, just go to plowandgrow.com, P-L-O-W and grow.com. I'm helping small businesses, um, you know, we're trying to help you build and grow, okay? Plow and grow. Again, Janae Brinkley, love you all so much. Continue to move forward. Um, love you, Igniters. Brian Kern, you're doing amazing. Keep them in your prayers. Bye, y'all.
0: What a great episode that we have today Unfortunately, that's all the time that we have Listen, if you are not subscribed to the podcast Please subscribe With content like this, what are you waiting for, right? Listen, follow me and stay connected with me On all social media platforms At Brian D. Kearney That's Brian D. Kearney on Facebook It's B. Kearney underscore on Instagram And it's B. Kearney underscore on Twitter Don't forget to subscribe. Have a great day.